0: good morning and a happy tuesday to you folks february 9th can you believe that we are already in the month of february in the year 2021 and today is the day that we are going to shake away all the comparative energy that we've been storing up inside of us because it is scientifically proven that individuals who show more gratitude are less likely to compare themselves to others That means they're not wasting time on wishing for things, resenting others, wishing they had more money, bigger homes, fancier cars. Instead, they're grateful for what they have, and in turn... They are happy when others do well and trust that that energy is going to ebb and flow back into their life in ways that they could never imagine. Trust me, folks, having gratitude does work in the marketplace. Now, let's see if we can't get this Tuesday started here. All right, let's get
1: the music going. It's
2: Tuesday. Let's play hard. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard.
0: Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. We are on Tuesday, Tuesday. today. I got to look at my notes here in our industrial forest studio. Our sponsor, Industrial Forest. Uh, by the way, big meeting with the mayor of Bismarck. I got to turn my levels down here. Mayor of Bismarck That's this coming week. up this week, right? You're going on the road. Yeah, we're going to do a little on the road. Nice. And Mayor Bismarck and the Forestry Department. Things are moving along. Yeah, in man. So I was starting the, to see some movement on the industrial forest, the first planting. And then we'll be heading out to Spearfish, South Dakota, and going to meet with Jenica. We're going to kind of do a little bit of a neutral, mutual location. Nice. Then we're going to head to Colorado. I just got an email from Stephanie Canales out in with Cougar Drilling. Looks like I'll be meeting up with her as well as Sean Forbes. Devin Becker just gave me a thumbs-up as well. Becker Safety and Supply. So the meetings are lining up left and right. You're going to be busy. I
1: hope you find some time to take Frackleberry out and get some sun. I'm actually... The reason I'm going out there to Colorado (laughs) is more to do writing, actually. Because,
0: you know, the, the, the book... That, you know, because I, I do actually do stuff outside of oil and gas. That stuff's actually starting to pick up. Okay. So it's starting to got divert plans, huh? my attention a little bit between the industrial forest, which is, you know, we've got a major city already on a waiting list for next year. We have to solidify the stuff down in Texas. Yeah, Texas seems we've, like a great market for that. You know, that. We, we were going to do a press release, but now there's just no time. So we have to rework. How we're gonna roll it out? Because we're not doing five states this year. We're only doing two, because we we learned our lesson the hard way. We, our eyes are a little bigger than our tummies. Spent a, some travel money just to get a bunch of nose. Yeah. Well, you kick gotta... kick it down the kick. What did table it? That was the word we kept here. We're let's gonna table, table it this year. It. Yeah. Let's table it table this year. Table that discussion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so let's. Table this tree planting discussion for 2021.
1: You know there is somebody out there right now offering every single million dollars for a carbon capture technology.
0: Sure, there is. Uh, no, there is right oh, now. I know, I know there's somebody it looking I'm not, for. I'm
1: not going to mention his name. Oh, come on! This is perfect. It's yeah. not even his name. Really?
0: No, See, it's, I, a is, it's a
1: band. <laughs> it's a band name. Dude, that's the worst band name.
0: Who took it after a great physicist scientist from the turn of the century that could grab energy out of the sky you're talking about
1: tesla now i'm a tesla okay all right i'm getting sorry i didn't mean to get you riled up i was just thinking industrial forest hundred million dollars Oh no, we're going to pitch him. Oh no, we, we're sending the pitch. We to him. No, we'll take have to, money, money. man. We'll take his money. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Titan Solutions is our
0: weekly sponsor as well as great American mining company. Now, Titan Solutions, folks, if you have a chance, reach out to those folks. Not only do they take care of safety things like sanitation stations and eye wash stations, and they can portables lighting. A big right? industry. It's <laughs> a lot of different parts to it, you know. Well, they bring
1: some comforts, which is nice,
0: as well as Great American Mining. They're doing Bitcoin mining up in the Bakken and in the Rocky Mountain region, and they're taking flared gas, a solution to emissions management, and they're converting into Bitcoin. Bitcoin's had a great run in the last twenty-four hours. Bitcoin is doing very well, right? Now. Doing very well. well, very well,
1: up to forty-four thousand. Last time I looked, was that? she it. Goes up and down so much. It, it does, but it's almost a twenty percent increase. And I, do you, would you like to know why? I would like to know why. Yeah, because yeah, I know we talk a lot about Bitcoin, right? And you're all like, okay, I've heard about Bitcoin enough, but
0: I your saw favorite, there was a, your few, favorite a, guy, few, a few
1: millionaires were yep, investing Elon in Elon Musk and, is all in. Oh, your guy. Bitcoin. He's not my guy. How, no. how, how
0: is the world idolizing and <laughs> pedestalizing Elon Musk today?
1: No, because I am not going to. Well, you know, it is uh, the, the that quote news article we had last week or on him. Or the other what day is day Michael
0: him. Scott of the business world being idolized for today? <laughs>
1: So, okay, last couple of weeks he's been real vocal about different cryptocurrencies. This week it's all about Dogecoin. How did
0: the Tesla marketing and and public relations team trick the media into doing a press release news story <laughs> for Elon <laughs> Musk today?
1: Probably I'm sorry, man.
0: The last several news stories you brought up about Tesla were nothing more than I know, than just, dude. That that one about the oil rigs, that pro- was
1: that was just shiny keys. That was just that Oh, was, even you okay, you had oh, at, oh, at least absolutely. A, you're
0: admitting you got tricked. well too. it okay, was a headline
1: good. and then no article it was just fluff it exactly was, do you yeah, see what happens fluff. when i make you dissect those news stories we can i get excited about space i mean and that's the thing he just has to say i'm gonna go to space and you're like cool do, do you see why i don't read the news and oh, i don't man. have i really yeah i'm not a not a huge fan but hey he's got more money than
0: me you know, but you know what you know told what he did? this weekend he, what so we, we had you know there's super bowl parties and there was all kinds of different stuff going on and Hey, you went to a um, birthday party, I think. Yeah, I had a birthday yeah. party. That's where this was, actually. Nice. party. You got to see people in it the was flesh? In, it was in a small town bar, okay. just outside of town, 10 miles outside of town. Somebody brought a hand-whipped blender Nice. And just started whipping, whipping cream in the back. <laughs> oh, you know, you're in a small town bar when somebody has when, to bring their own, <laughs> when they serve fried food and somebody has to bring in their own health food options because it, yeah, they had, you know, said strawberry shortcake. Yeah. So they, they wanted some whip, like, yeah I'm just like clapping. This is fantastic. Oh man, so, that's awesome. So, um, so yeah, what happened? Somebody was asking me about news and all this different stuff and they were, they, they, they couldn't believe that I wasn't as plugged in as I was. It just it it still boggles my mind just on, on on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, you're just plugged in on a different way, right? I just i i don't get into the day to day minutia because yeah. I think most of What's in the media today is just marketing for companies.
1: Well, and that article, article if you can call it press release, was really a great example of just the chaff, man. You know, so what's he? This one, okay. So Tesla, another favorite company of yours, recently revealed (laughs) it bought one point five billion worth of Bitcoin. All right, that's news. Yeah. Okay, that's news. Yeah, that is pretty darn. That's newsy.
0: That's news just for the sheer fact that somebody bought that much Bitcoin. It's news that somebody of that prominence bought like if george clooney would have bought a million bitcoin that should be news too like the 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 articles i was talking about was i saw in the last week or two there's been three or four millionaires that have actively bought bitcoin so this is this is this just is, piggybacking yeah, on that and and,
1: yeah. and what what we're seeing is this sort of rise just over the last year and and probably really tied into the pandemic you know so you've got global debt you've got increasingly stabilized economies you've got increased monetary <laughs> stimulus you got flat projections so what they're saying here is that economists are now questioning the future of the world's declining fiat, fiat? Fiat. Fiat, thank Fiat. you. Fiat. 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 Currencies and investors looking for avenues to decrease the reliance on the failing financial system. So as a person who invests in What nothing, was that about the failing financial system? That's what caught my eye. So, what, was that? what was that quote? It's, because are they actually talking about that? No, it's not that? a quote. It's the events of the last year. In, I know, Frackleberry's not happy. Frackleberry but, hound geez, sees a climate activist out on the lawn. I can't believe how many climate activists we get here <sighs> I think they'd get the in hints, our studio. You know, all of the torsos and bits and pieces. So what they're talking about is that the economies of the world have been so devastated over the last year that it we're starting to see this shift to these digital assets these cryptocurrencies and legitimizing them you know we've read recently about banks and stuff that are starting to uh, to put money into bitcoin and that's uh, caused some problems with what the liquidity right mm-hmm. because they're putting it into bitcoin so they're just saying economists are questioning the future of the world's declining currencies and investors and that's interesting li- yeah, yeah so you know for me and you it's like I feel like Bitcoin is one of those things that we should, and you have started mm-hmm. to get on board. with. We
0: actually, the crude life accepts Bitcoin in sponsorship, yeah. which we've taken, which we've we've accepted here. Uh, Bitcoin is just to me, it's just showing the shift of confidence is mm-hmm. what it is. Is it showing the confidence in the digital marketplace? Yeah, there you got to remember, there was not even ten years ago. It was difficult to use a credit card for under five dollars. Yeah. I mean you were really Micro, microtransactions like were you, not you, a thing. Like you had financial planners telling you don't ever use your credit card for more than less than twenty dollars. Right. It's not worth I mean, just things like that. Yeah. So this is this is just another shift towards that. So okay. All right. Legit news for Elon Musk. And if you <laughs> want to buy some Bitcoin or you want to know more Great American Mining Company is one of those companies that converts natural gas to Bitcoin, and they have a calculator there. So if you actually own minerals, go to Great American Mining's website. It was a G Great American Mining G A M dot A I. They got oh, one of those hip sites, you know yep. that. That calculator is cool. I have no idea how to work it, but I've been playing around with it. You know, it's. Not quite the Angel Fire site or the GeoCities site that I have, but Yeah, check out Jason
1: Spies' MySpace page for the latest updates. (laughs) Right. MySpace. Are they still around, by the way? (laughs) Yeah, actually, I just read an article. Somebody's uh, reinventing it.
0: So one of the things that's coming up a little bit later in this program, we mentioned our studio sponsor, the Industrial Forest, also our weekly sponsor of Titan Solutions and Great American Mining Company, but we have a phone line sponsor, Swan Energy. Phone line sponsor, and coming up a little bit later in the program, Jim Shear, World Shale Energy Day. Now, World Shale Energy Day is coming up. Do you know much about World Shale Energy Day? Not,
1: I had never heard of it until I met you, man. Oh, for real? Okay, well, it is
0: new. It is this year. It is the first time. Okay. But what they're doing, I believe it's March 19th. I just want to double check
1: to make sure it is. Some reason the 17th is sticking in my head because we have talked about this. But yeah, what is it about?
0: It is March seventeenth. You are right. right. See,
1: I did remember. I just don't remember what it is. March
0: seventeenth, <laughs> World Shale Energy Day, and Jim Shear is going to be on a little later in the program to talk about that. But it's just it's a celebration of shale energy. So, we and wanted- how is
1: it? I mean, like, are we going to hear about it on news networks? Is it? Is it get-togethers? Is it like the Mardi Gras party they're planning down in Texas? Is it? It is what it is. We're going to yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. We're, we're helping promote it. So okay. if the so
0: it's still if, undefined. If, if the oil and gas community would like to get behind World
1: Shale Energy Day, then they can make it whatever they want it yeah. to be. it can I be. Mean, it can be Christmas. It could be a little bit of Easter. I mean, it's it's gift giving day. There's
0: a great point. I see a lot of people on social media post Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Easter it's my son's birthday whatever it is if they want to post memes that say world energy day
1: is is march 17th then they can i'll tell you what but if they don't then 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 they won't support it you know and it's it's weird it's like one of those things where i totally support it if i posted that on facebook it'd be really interesting i bet you i'd lose at least five or ten people right out of the gate that wouldn't even wonder why right you know totally I don't know. I believe I've always been raised to be grateful for the things you got, you know? <laughs> so we'll talk about that a little later on with Jim and the work
0: hard portion. But this is the play hard portion, and we wanted to talk a little bit about some fun topics. And what do we have? Valentine's week coming up. Now, see, I'd never heard of this. It started, it's, a, it's a week now? started yesterday, was it? Or no, two days ago, the 7th. Okay. Starting the 7th. So I'm already late. Well, we're two days behind, baby. Dude, and we're gonna go over those uh, days, like an Advent calendar, but oh. a Valentine's. Okay. And I had no idea this has been going on. Apparently it's been going on for a while. There is a actual history behind it. okay. And there is a gift for each day. So
1: Advent and calendars, we did that with our kids. It gets expensive. Quick, very, that's why you just get the candy one every yeah, day. That that's you, what we end up doing. new gummy bear yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. It's a worm, it's a first amp, it was, The first year was something unique every time. So hey, I wanted to ask you about. I think it's called abiotic oil. Abiotic? Is yeah, I mentioned right? that. The a- other day. Yeah, you mentioned it the yeah. other day, and I saw it in an article. Mm-hmm. And I had what is it? What is abia I think antibiotics when I hear that.
0: No, abiotic oil is a philosophy and a theory behind oil reproduces from the. Mantle in the Earth's core, so it's not necessarily by dinosaurs and fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. The the Earth regenerates it, so it naturally regenerates oil. Wow! Right, I'd never heard that. So it has to do with the fact that that would be awesome. (laughs) Well, they've never disproven it, and and it's it's actually it it is a it is a philosophy I do subscribe to. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily believe it because you know that would be crazy. But that's not quite flat Earth. It's maybe but, optimistic. But like I said, no, it's not crazy like flat Earth. No, it's definitely not. But it it is kind of considered fringe science. Yeah. But it's never been disproven. Okay. But I actually believe there's more evidence for abiotic oil than climate change, than than the whole science behind climate change, to be honest, because Not to get too technical, but we Mm -hmm. do have an oil and gas audience, and it it is all hydrocarbons-based, okay? So as you get closer to the Earth's core, they're finding like methane, hydrocarbons, and things along those lines. So there's enough building blocks in there for them to believe that there is the possibility that the Earth's mantle can do
1: a reproduction of abiotic oil. So that would be something like, uh, what's that, plate tectonics, right? We're constantly shifting... So it's constantly kind of like recycled, re- reused, or, or new stuff is coming there up. Was, is that
0: the idea? There, there was part of it that thought that the oil was the grease of the plate tectonics. Yes, that was a theory.
1: That's nutty. Right. That's cool. That, that like, was part at... of it was well, that once, once right.
0: the oil got to a certain point, then mm-hmm. the plates would shift. Shift around. Okay? Yeah. So if, if we're extracting it, then we're not going to shift the plates. Okay. So if okay. we left the oil... To just reproduce by itself, well, then all of a sudden you'd have major shifts in plates, tectonics, and things along those lines, right. okay? Not to get even deeper, the climate change and plate tectonics, there's actually a very good correlation between those two. In fact, that is a conversation I wish people would have more of, because that is an excellent example of what's going on. Yeah. I can't also, remember the guy's name. I think it's Wegman. Okay. Who came up with plate tectonics, okay? Okay. Professor, he's a scientist. And he died penniless, getting made fun of. Okay, he because nobody he, bought into it. Nobody bought into yeah. it. No, it wasn't until like 20 years after he died that science accepted his hypothesis because for years he would bring new evidence that his remember science is observation. Yeah. That's all it is at the end of the day, is observation. Yeah. He would bring his new mm-hmm. observations into the established community. Of consensus science. Mm-hmm. Well, consensus science says, no, this whole Pangea idea is you're on drugs. So no. were they, was it but, the- but they would they would ridicule him, they would they would shame him and they would use the type of things that would not allow him to practice his his, his just his, totally discredit. Right. Yeah to where yeah. he died penniless. It's like a reverse flat But he was right. Yeah. He was right. And he kept bringing evidence that they couldn't dispute; they could only shame. Well, that's where we're at today with the climate we're science. With the that's where I'm saying. Absolutely. That's why it's so interesting that you brought up that plate tectonics from abiotic oil, because abiotic oil is like one of those uh, topics that the uh, overnight coast to coast AM does the the aliens show. <laughs> that, you know, once a year they'll do an
1: abiotic oil. Well, I it, saw it in an article and thought it was a typo at first yeah, I just had right. no idea. yeah, I'd never heard of it. no, that it's before. a real thing. Okay.
0: and it's um like I said, it's never been disproven. But it's one of those things where you just can't really talk about. It. Like, there's probably people listening right now that think I'm a nut job coo, just coo, even coo, 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 coo. talking about it. Yeah. But I, for me, I love talking about this over. I don't know, whatever. Just Kim about Card- anything else. Yeah, whatever. Snooki or Kardashian's doing is Snooki a thing still? Yeah, she was on some commercial the other really? day. Really? Oh, yeah, just still some, getting her Snooki on. Right some on. Some commercial on some show. I, you know, on on my my YouTube stretching that 15 <laughs> minutes out as far as you can. Oh, yeah. Laughing all
1: the way to the bank, though.
0: (laughs) Well, we should probably take a quick break when we come back. What do we got? Oh, by the way, U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer's on in this program, too. So we've got... Oh boy, world shale, world shale energy day. Jim Shear coming up in the Swan Energy work hard portion. That's a lot of sh sounds. Let's all do at some Valentine's time. talk when we come back because guys, <laughs> you got You got to get your engines going. And it Valentine's on Sunday this year. Well, week. and
1: apparently you're late already. So
0: and there's COVID, so you, uh, I don't even know if dinners are going to be a thing. But I don't know. I'd like
1: to know more about your... because you're you're a, a man on the move. What do you got planned? It's those crickets. Ah. <laughs>
0: all right, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back, folks.
2: I feel all right. Well, I'm doing okay. Well, I'm here for the moment, you know, and then I'm on my way. Well, I came and I what I have to say. I just assumed be on my way. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by...
0: If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call
2: today. The industrial forest.
0: It takes an industry to build a forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out industrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Welcome back to the Crude Live Morning Show, play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Speast. that is Sterling Frackleberry Hound's making some noise. Yep,
1: she's grinding on her chewy paw. Here she comes, she just picked up the largest one she could find. Did she get elk or what? I think. Those elks are huge. Oh, man, they're massive. I, they ever send you like a part of the elk with it?
0: No, you know, like beef like jerky? A, like a femur?
1: <laughs> part of the femur? The femur be bigger than she is, man. All
0: right, so here's what we have coming up in our next segment here. By the way, we are currently in our industrial forest studios here. You know why we're called the industrial forest studios? Me, we're me, actually building a studio. Building a studio. We have the, the remote studio, which we like to take on the road when we're living the crude life. But we're going to be building a industrial forest studio. That's exactly how it sounds. It's perfect. Wait till you see it. Well, you know, we're an industry of two right now. And what we've done in Industrial Forest, by the way, just kind of a quick update, two steps forward, three steps ahead. I'm sorry, two steps back, three, three steps, steps forward. Ahead.
1: Okay, gotcha. Because th- we did take a couple steps back. It's a learning process.
0: We, you know, there was, there was, um, there, there was some conversations that we, we were not prepared for. Well, I think and the problem with this idea is that it seems like a no-brainer. There's, there's a lot of variables, even... Like, we've lost a couple uh, volunteers, basically, mm-hmm. uh, because we were going to pay them, but they didn't want to risk losing their government check. Sure. Yeah. So they're no longer involved with the project. So the government, essentially, is keeping them away. Wait, so the
1: government is stealing jobs from you?
0: They're preventing... Preventing you from creating a job. Because they don't want to have... You know, because we're we have to have a paper trail of paying people. We can't sure. pay people under the table anymore. No, Bitcoin for your thought? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, that'd be interesting. How because you know, the industrial force is doing everything. Everything's transparent. Everything is transparent. Okay, and if people start having you know dollar figures show up once it, once it goes over six hundred bucks, you got to report it. Yeah. Well, then they might lose their government check, their unemployment check or their whatever check they oh, have. yeah. That's what sure. I'm saying. Okay,
1: gotcha. Because
0: every now and then they'll ask, okay, did you apply for jobs or is this right. and that? And they can't have a conflict. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's different. New problems. That's what I mean. New problems to where uh, people are making
1: more money staying at home. So they don't want to volunteer or work. Hopefully, we'll start to see that go away this spring and summer. You know, hopefully we'll be back. I mean, think about it. The idea, everybody wants to get out and do stuff. I mean, half the reason you're going down south other than meetings is just to get to some warmer climate. Did you talk about the
0: slippery slope earlier? Was
1: that off yeah, the air? Yeah, we were talking about the slippery slope. Off the air, was Yeah, it?
0: about freedom of speech. We did, okay. Yeah. What you just said, the slippery slope, that remain positive. Everybody's always, po- remain hopeful, remain positive. Well, <laughs> eventually, you got to get into reality, okay? Well, yeah. I hear this in oil and gas all the time, mm-hmm. okay? Appointed leaders are always optimistic because their checks are coming in regardless. Yeah. The small business owners get a little bit tired of that after a few months of hearing that, especially now when it seems that every two to three years, these same appointed leaders come forward and say, oh, we're hopeful now. There's always some problem they didn't see coming. Yeah. Always a problem they didn't see coming. And for the small business owners, oh, she's eating that she's shin bone now. Chewy paws. Boy, she loves those chewy paws that Aunt, uh, Frackleberry Hound does. But anyway, let's get to our... Valentine's. Oh, week. we're gonna
1: go off that now? I didn't even realize. Well,
0: you might want to give some <sighs> chewy
1: paws. Well, no, no, the chewy paws is great, but what you, you mean were, you were just what? winding us up here with the, some good talk about, about freedom what? of speech and the slippery slope. That's why and... we need to get off it. Okay. I want to have some fun. Okay, it is play hard. I want to have some fun All right, here. So you really we're gonna talk about Valentine's and that's gonna be fun. Well you got news coming up next, so yeah. you're gonna get my blood <laughs> boiling there. <laughs> we well, already I spent the musk, man. You and your idol worshiping. Actually, that was a legit news story. See, so I'm I, getting better. Okay,
0: I'll call a. You know, yeah, yeah. I'll call
1: a news. Yeah. A Eventually, news. I'll read the whole article before I bring it to you. So, February 7th was the start of Valentine's Week. Now, what is? Is this? I mean, who who started Valentine's Week? Because I know my wife and her best friend celebrate Birthday Week. That's a thing, right? Right. Well, Valentine's
0: Week depends on. Who you ask, I guess. But what I've been able to f- f- gather, in the 3rd century AD, wow. Valentine was the Bishop of Italy. You're going way back. Right. This is can to we... We'll get there. Okay. He performed weddings for couples who were not allowed to get married for a whole week. Okay. He would allow couples that were not allowed to get married to get married for that week of Valentine's Day. All mm-hmm. right? They may not have been allowed to get married because their parents did not agree with the connection. Mm-hmm. Maybe that the, enough cows were not given as a dowry, yeah, whatever right. the yeah. culture was. Well, you figure okay. it wasn't
1: generally like you got to pick who you married usually.
0: Well, and back then though, it was mostly because if the person was a soldier or a slave, mm-hmm. that was forbidden mm-hmm. for a lot, of, pe- for a lot yeah, of people. for them to actually okay. be married. Yeah. So Valentine gave the married couple flowers from his garden. That's why flowers play a very important part in Valentine's Day. Now, this did not please the emperor on February 14th, and Valentine's Day was beheaded Whoa! because of his Christian faith. Okay?
1: This must have been, what, Roman emperor?
0: By the way, processing right now as we're speaking. Yeah. I, I, I knew this. I, I knew that. I think Saint I did Valentine's too, the, Day massacre. Yeah, I knew that, yeah, okay? I didn't know that. the imagery is there, yep. But I did not know that we flipped it to where we celebrate the beheading of a guy by displaying our manufactured love to our <laughs> to our whatever it might be.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's like trying to explain most holidays to people that don't live in this country, you know, that we celebrate. A lot of times they'll be like, wait, so what is that and why do you celebrate it?
0: An expansion of the legend combines the day of the death of Valentine, okay, so St. Valentine's sure. Day, with the Roman festival Lupercala. Okay.
1: Ooh, that sounds cool.
0: You might recognize the word Luper in there. But I do. anyway, in just a second. Okay. Well, you're kind of a mythology uh, comic book guy. So it was the festival of the great goddess Lupa, which is feminine for the word wolf. No. She was the great she wolf who nursed the twin babies Romulus and remus
1: now see now we're talking about star trek all of a sudden
0: who later became the founders of rome during the annual ceremony the temple priestesses lupe wrote their names on strips of papyrus these were picked by the young men after the lottery the youngsters walked through the city and got the blessings of the citizens to marry okay that's pretty cool so honestly when i look
1: at this they kind of had the solution to a lot of our issues back then. It looks like they had created this elaborate ceremony as sort of a social release valve.
0: Without you
1: know? a
0: doubt. You know, so, hey, hey, Bernie Sanders in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on the flip side, the, the, the Confederates down south, they had, they had this figured out long before the beheadings. One week. Let everybody get their their gay marriage, their right. their uh we don't like the cousin like marriage the purge, but the for purge. fun stuff it's right, right. <laughs> without all the killing. This this social <laughs> release valve like you said. That's yeah. a perfect way to put it. That for one week We all look the other way while people get
1: married. (laughs) Now, I don't know if we want to go to the donkeys and burros and and camels. You know what? If it doesn't spook the horses, right?
0: (laughs) So in the 19th century, the custom of sending Valentine's Day cards became popular. Now, the cards usually have pictures of hearts
1: or flowers, contains poems, messages, or codes. So it was not entirely fabricated by Hallmark. No, it was not. Okay, because I know that's kind of a rumory thing. No, they just figured out how to... Take advantage, monetize of. it, oh, baby, totally, without yeah. a doubt. You know, it, it's become a joke between me and my wife to when we go to Walmart to look at how much earlier the Valentine stuff goes up after Christmas. Mm-hmm. It seems to be slowly encroaching, closer and closer to Christmas. We've seen it on the twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah. So here's Valentine's week, by
0: the way, because like apparently Valentine's this has month. been around for twenty years. I've seen articles up in Good Housekeeping magazine when I did my internet search from like you know the early two thousands.
1: You had a Good Housekeeping subscription, wow. didn't you?
0: I, I wanted to find out the origin of Valentine Week. Like, wh- where did this come from with these specific, you know, things? And I couldn't find that, but I yeah. found that we had a week of purge of <laughs> social release purge. As a great way to put it, so February seventh, two days ago, for those of you. If you'd like to go retro with your spouse or your significant other, the first day of Valentine's week is Rose Day, okay. which is a very simple way to start off Valentine's week. I'm going to actually do this because what I... Yeah, who's the special lady? What I've done before is I would do like a week or two weeks leading up to Valentine's of little kid Valentine's. And then do a big... Do like a big reveal. A big right. monumental gift yeah, yeah. type of a thing. So like an advent calendar almost. Jewelry. I mean, let's be honest right, yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, but leading up to it, it'd be like, you know, here's Charlie Brown saying, you know, be mine, right. you know, and will you choo-choo-choose me? <laughs> Those. Uh, okay, so February 8th, pr- Proposed Day, which is a little bit... Accelerated and yeah, advanced. it's like, hey, we just met. Come on, this <laughs> here's a day rose three, day dude. two. Will you marry me? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little frontal, isn't yeah, it? It's, uh, day three, February 9th, which is today,
1: chocolate day. Yeah, everybody can get behind that.
0: February 10th, tomorrow, Teddy day. Now, I like to interpret that as lingerie Teddy. Uh, <laughs> How about you?
1: Teddy Bear? That was my first thought was Teddy Bear, but I've been married a long time. <laughs> no, just bring back a Teddy Roosevelt statue. Here you go,
0: honey. <laughs> a bust of Teddy Roosevelt. Man, here's, that's brilliant. Here's movie The Ted. That is awesome. <laughs> the, the, the bear? The t- right? Ted, right? The movie? Yeah, that yeah, was okay. with yep, Mark Wahlberg? Yep, Mark Wahlberg. Yep.
1: Uh, February 11th, Promise Day. Wait, we've already gotten Proposal. What else do you need? Can we go back to chocolate? Is there a chocolate day? They again? should. They should have made they caramel end day. On or chocolate. chocolate Yeah, day. you know, chocolate day two. Right. More chocolate <laughs> day.
0: All right. So February eleventh, promise day. February twelfth, hug day. All right. That seems normal. February thirteenth, kiss day. Well, oh, we seem to be advancing. Wait. So here. wait. We. Okay. So now we're engaged to be married. So, okay. And Feb- now we get our first kiss. February 7th, day one, okay. Rose Day. Gotcha. February 8th, day two, Propose Day. Jesus. February 9th, day three, Chocolate Day. <laughs> February 10th, day four, Tequila Day. Teddy Day. February 11th, day five, Promise Day. February 6th, which would be the 12th, Hug Day. February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day is Hockey Kiss mask. Day, oh. so we're at Kiss Day. Okay, what do you think? Valentine's Day is on February fourteenth. Second base. Valentine's Day. <laughs>
1: right, there you go. That's <laughs> what it is. It's, it's whatever you make it, man. That's what. So you make
0: it, it. it just kind of seems to kind of filter out or out there at the end, but. So didn't realize all this stuff was
1: going yeah. on. Yeah. Now, I mean, when you're out on a date around Valentine's Day, is this the kind of, inform- you know, is this what you tell people? I would think you this would not Valent- get you any sort of action on um, Valentine's Day. Unless it was Day. a history major, maybe, or into ancient Roman empires. <laughs> I think... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of a niche market, man. Start yeah. with the beheadings. Start with the beheading, and backtrack from there. You might actually get some interesting takers.
0: So I'll tell you a very bad Valentine's story I had once was, oh, I um I did the... Little kid cards, you know, that sort of thing, yep. just kind of sporadically. But I got a uh, her roommate to let me in. This is back when I was in college. Got a roommate to let me into her, her house in her room. Uh-oh. And I filled her room with balloons, <laughs> like the whole floor of balloons and yep. put rose, roses all over the bed. and Oh, nice. Oh, right. I mean, right. Every, everything that you've ever thought of into one Yep. 20 pounds of love sacks <laughs> and a potato, right, Just in there and a five pound see how it goes. Oh, she was. She came in and was deathly afraid of the balloons. And then she stepped on one, and it popped. And then it was just, it was like the worst. worst. Was she a cat? It just, it, it was overwhelming, <laughs> dude. It was it, like it an just, emotional trigger. It was
1: too much. Yeah, right. And yeah. it just,
0: tur- it just totally backfired oh, and man. turned into like this tra-
1: traumatic Valentine's Day. All of a sudden, you put her on the spot. And, <laughs> oh man! Wow. Just, I'm just, I'm just picturing you sitting there blowing up several hundred balloons by yourself
0: every year after that she was very specific with
1: no balloons with what her valentine's day wishes were going to be <laughs> i don't want to be surprised Did we just do
0: dinner this year yeah, yeah. <laughs> without any big elaborate surprises that are going to give me a heart attack <laughs>
1: <laughs> I you know, I've I it's never been something we've been into, my wife and I. It, it, just because, you know, we're that type of couple where it's it's always kinda you know, it's always kinda Valentine's Day.
0: So you've never done Valentine's with your
1: wife? Oh we have, but it was a bad experience. That's one of the reasons we don't do it when we were just still a, a couple. We ended up breaking up on a valentine's day well that's that's a good one let's, that's, let's hear that's a, uh you know she lived uh she's lived, not a therapy session nope, here but that, let's, she lived uh, about 100 miles away from me i lived in reno okay. she lived over the border in northern california i got up drove there got her favorite breakfast item from burger king which was french toast sticks drove to her house i think i had flowers but i was going there to break up and i don't even remember why which is funny uh so we did break up for like three days uh, but forever since she's been like Valentine's Day, not her thing. So she actually thinks I did that shit on purpose now to get myself out of Valentine's. Well, that's quite genius. I, I have so it's like when I sent her an incredibly heartfelt love letter, and her name is has an H at the end of it. Okay, and I didn't put the H. We'd only been dating for a couple months, and it was just a slip. You spelled her name wrong. I spelled her name wrong, and she has never. And this was, dude, this was the best letter in the world. This was the letter that would get anybody to fall in love with you. And she just <laughs> threw it out. She just, she's like, who the hell is this for? I lied. This is now a therapy session. <laughs> I, I, I'm analyzing the shit out of this.
0: So. Hey, uh, okay, the- let me get this straight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you stopped at the BK to pick up some French sto- toast sticks. That was her favorite favorite uh, thing.
0: Which was a heartfelt breakfast on your way to Dumper. Yeah. On Valentine's Day. I- Were
1: you conscious it was
0: Valentine's
1: Day? I think I... I actually don't think I was conscious it was Valentine's Day. Well, you you lived in Reno. I spent a week there one night. I totally get it, (laughs) man. You spent a week there one night? Yeah,
0: (laughs) Reno, I spent a week there one night. I mean, trust me. I've been to Reno, I think.
1: Well, I lived there. Yeah, you know, I don't even remember, and (laughs) I I don't even bring it up to her anymore, you know, because it's just one of those places you don't... Why pick at a sore? Why do I (laughs) picture a lot of doors that have, like fabric and
0: velvet on them in reno anyway sorry
1: <laughs> i think you
0: and i went to different ribs places specials anyways oh, dude,
1: 99 cent breakfast right but anyway that's, that's reno anyway, i'm happily married 17 years so it so, can't then, work out and then you spelled her name wrong okay that was really early on really early on we're talking a month or two into the relationship all right i was spilling my heart out Come on. I, I, that's fine. No, I'm yeah. with you. It's it's yeah. cool. It's obvious. you're the she married one. I'm I'm the, I'm the, she, she I'm would, the guy would, without ne- any date on she Valentine's. She would never Day. give me that letter back. I was like, please let me. She's like, no. It was for somebody else. I threw it away. I'm going. I'm going out to Colorado to do some
0: writing. To uh, actually spend my Valentine's Day, I'm going to spend it alone. Probably. No, I hope not. Maybe I'll fire up the dating app and see if they're it, see, see see if they see. This see is the, the dating advantage. apps will allow me to go on a date because I work in oil and gas.
1: The last time I was out in the dating field, you pretty much went to the bar, right? Or you you put a sketchy profile on a Craigslist and hoped it wasn't a massage therapist serial
0: killer. This is not. This is. Imagine you're on a train, and all of a sudden that the air just gets really hot, sticky, and messy, and the train gets into a wreck because it is a train wreck, hot mess, baby, <laughs> out there. And you're and and you're starring in it. I mean, I am such an analog guy stuck in a digital world, especially out there the dating scenes. I actually have girls that will text me back say like, "I'm not sure that we're connecting here. Like, <laughs> I'm
2: I'm going on." If, am I being oh, sarcastic?
0: Man. Am I yeah. joking? What's right. going on here? That's
1: like, well, the trouble with text? It's context, <laughs> right? You got to know a little bit about the person to understand what they mean when they say, ha ha. Oh, and I abuse emojis so bad. I mean, I... You're a gunslinger with those things. I I get emojis pop up on my phone from you I've never seen. I randomly do it. It's, well, they tell, do, a, they tell a story.
0: I do believe that if you came out with a lottery or slot machine emoji, that's there's you gotta would be lines there's gotta would be be, lines crispy right? cream lines
1: baby who owns emojis
2: there's I don't like a whole committee does. that apple? decides
1: if there's new emojis. <laughs> i just assume apple it's an apple Google. i mean dude we're right? actually living with a real illuminati
0: but we buy all their
1: phones and we drive their cars
0: it's, is it the Illuminati the Freemasons or you know choose choose your master now we actually get to the point where we can we can, can see you can pick your master who, is it is it behind the wizard of oz or is it you know is it, are you in the matrix which one yeah, are you going to pick you got to go to mars with Elon Musk yeah Inception. how did we get here from valentine's day oh boy, because hey that's that's the that's language of love That's how we roll man that's, that's the language of love isn't it well i clearly we need help you and your <laughs> Idol worshiping of Elon Musk. It is and not noticed, idol worship. Notice how you threw that in here in this segment. I know. I, you
1: know what? I have. It's not intentional, but maybe I just like the way his name sounds. I don't know. It's Probably not even his real name either. You know, I don't judge for that. I mean, um, by got... the way,
0: I I, I may see you, but if I can get some college kid to write a dissertation on the my Michael Scott thesis. <laughs> how he's just this conglomeration of different. Things put together, and, and it makes him
1: bigger than he is. And it's quite genius. It's quite well, genius. Well, you know, when you've got that much money behind you, you can have a persona of whatever you want. I mean, really, whatever you want to be. It's like those uh, those
0: Destructicon Autobots that piece together and they make a bigger one. Oh, Voltron. Yeah. Sure. Yep. All form the head. There you go. There's a great gift to get your, your lovely spouse, Voltron. Voltron. There we go. So, All right, one more time. It's Valentine's <laughs> week, folks, whether you knew it or not, but it's February 9th, and we're three days into Valentine's week. Rose Day, Propose Day, Chocolate Day, Teddy Day, Promise Day, Hug Day, Kiss Day, and then Valentine Day. Just when you didn't think one day was enough, they now have an entire week for it. Frackleberry Hound is coughing up a little bit of a bone. Just... Hacking out a bone, just yeah. don't worry about a Clark. Just rubber belly, <laughs> hacking out a bone. All right, folks, we come back news. Rub some with dirt Sterling, on my name is Jason Speece. We'll be back. <laughs>
2: The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by...
0: If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today the industrial forest it takes an industry to build a forest industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out the industrialforest.com. That's the industrialforest.com.
2: Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Welcome back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard.
0: My name is Jason Spee. That is Sterling Frackleberry Hound's looking right at me with those beautiful brown eyes. Aww. Frackleberry Hound, of course, came to us when I was checking out a reclamation site. She came running out. She was a stray, went through the proper channels, and Frackleberry Hound is now a thriving, working member of the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard. She's part of our PR team. She goes out there. You know, and,
1: uh, she's awesome. She's, I mean, she gives you everything. She brings people in. She breaks that conversation or the mm-hmm. icebreaker, right? So, yeah. I'm
0: going to speak into the mic. Sorry, That's I'm just busy pick.
1: looking at her. I know, you're looking over at her
0: and talking to her. <laughs> I always say it to my son when he... uh Someone will come over and he'll look at me. Make
1: eye contact, son. He'll
0: talk to me when the person's behind him that asks the question. Ah, And I'll say, no, Otis, you got to speak to the person who's (laughs) talking to
1: you, not to me. Oh, you're his translator.
0: Anywho, uh, where are we at? It's a news segment, by the way. But first, we (laughs) want to give a thank you shout out to the Great American Mining Company. They're doing some emission management solution. If anybody out there has flaring issues. They can convert your flares into Bitcoin. If you're a mineral owner and you would like to convert your minerals into Bitcoin, they've got a calculator at their website. You can take a look at it. Also, Titan Solutions. Thank you very much for being a sponsor this week. Our week-long sponsors Coming up a little later in the program, when we work hard, Jim Shearer is going to join us, World Shale Energy Day, that is March 17th, he's going to give us all the details on that on our Swan Energy phone line, all right, our Industrial Forest studio, studio. here, all it's right, nice in here. I like what else do we got, we got Good news air. coming up here, we got Valentine's Week, we already did that, news, all right, news!
1: let's get the news sounder here, all okay. right, Okay, well, let's see. I'm trying to decide if I want to make you laugh or your blood to boil first. So let's start with New Mexico. New Mexico land commissioner increases oversight of oil and gas operators. Okay, so oil and gas operators must abide by their contractual obligation to run productive wells on public lands and clean up when they're finished or face a new enforcement hammer. Their word, hammer. State Land Commissioner Stephanie Garcia-Richard launched an effort late last year to more strictly enforce the terms of the state's oil and gas contracts, most notably companies' obligation to plug expired oil wells and clean up junked equipment, debris, and spills when their leases end. You know, this is uh, th- these are
0: interesting uh, stories yeah. here because there's a lot coming at the operators at one
1: time, and you think that's on purpose?
0: No. Just no. sort of the domino um,
1: effect of things happening? Depends on how you look at
0: it, you know? I mean, like, after going through these industrial forest meetings, I can see where a lot of this stuff is coming to light now. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of table in it, a lot of kicking the can, a lot of we don't want to talk about this. Yeah.
1: Uncertainty. I mean, and, come on. No, yeah, no, no.
0: They just controlled the marketplace that long. And the marketplace is out of their control now, okay? Circle so, the wagons circle the wagons. Well, when you think about it, there's some of these states. How I mean, you what was the abandoned well? Did you give the account? What was the abandoned wells you mentioned? What was the part? Of oh, that? yeah.
1: Well, that was a that was a separate segment, but yeah, what they're talking about here is the land office has invested in a satellite technology to take aerial photographs of state lands and catch littered and contaminated sites. So, they're bringing online more assets to be able to, to enforce what they already have in place. Um, she's also recently banned the commercial sale of fresh water from public lands to fossil fuel companies to encourage them to use recycled water.
0: Well, yeah, you mentioned about they're basically going to start holding people accountable to plug their wells. Yeah. Okay, so um, this is this is why I get on the, the wind issue, okay, is that there are still states that haven't put together... V- decent reclamation programs in oil and gas, okay? I mean, they have, but not all the way. Because if a company goes bankrupt, well, the state, in like in North Dakota, I think it's a $5,000 bond or something like that. Really? And of course, what oil company is going to say, oh, no, we want to pay more? Yeah. So that's not the oil company's fault. That's the state, okay? So what happens is the reason why a lot of these are abandoned Mm -hmm. is because the oil company went bankrupt. And the guy who owns the land, he can't afford to plug it. And the state doesn't care. The yeah. politicians don't care. This is an example of the local officials screwing over the oil company's public relations. This is, this is, to me, that's what this is. Yeah. When, when you talk about they don't have good reclamation programs in place, that type of thing. So that's how I'm looking at a lot of these abandoned well issues. So- um, I didn't
1: realize there was so many. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. You know, and that they go back, uh, you know, basically to the beginning of when we started pumping oil out of this country back in the 1800s, apparently.
0: The taxpayers are going to end up footing the bill on this. Well, you know, I wonder, It'd it's like-
1: trillions of dollars. There's got to be some- Trillions of dollars. Yeah, I don't even know what you do. You know, how well, do you- There's over 2 million abandoned wells. So there's got to be a whole market out there for people that can cap wells, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Curtis Shuck, he's with the Well Done Dunn Foundation. Mm-hmm. He's, he's on record, right on this program. He went out originally trying to do this as a marketplace thing. Sure. And, they, and he heard the same thing I heard at the forest. I was going to say, I'm starting
1: to hear a theme here. He
0: heard the same thing I heard at the forest. Mm-hmm. Are you non-profit?
1: Well, you better be because it's the only way you're getting our money. Yeah, That's just because that's the only language. It's all been sort of manipulated, yeah. so it's the only language they can understand.
0: It's, it's the way that the structure is set up. Yeah. Okay, it's the way yeah. the. Stri- so he had, to, he had to conform to become a nonprofit. So if that's all you have is nonprofits that are capping abandoned wells, well, it's going to take forever. Because yeah. 90% of the nonprofits now are political. So they have nothing to do with the cause anymore. Why
1: do you think the United Way only gives a nickel out of every dollar? So I, so this is uh, totally, I, I could be ignorant here, but you know, like shovel ready jobs, right? Everybody likes to talk about shovel ready jobs. It seems like if we're gonna, if we're going to fork out some federal dough here, And pumping into the economy wouldn't this be a really good use of some people in the oil and gas community to build a i mean but i mean i would be more i would be happier with my tax dollars going towards something like that this is going to be a way that they're going to keep oil and gas they're going to this is
0: going to be a way they're going to transition out of oil and gas they're going to they're going to pay oil and gas companies to cap wells and then when they're done capping wells well that's the end of
1: their yeah, business save too. the last bullet for yourself
0: whatever it is you know it's just yeah. they did the same thing with coal too they slowly weaned them off it yeah and it, this is this this is one of those things that they're able to use and I think it's it's uh it's it's, it's kind of tragic on a lot of different levels but
1: you know it's weird you know what we haven't talked about But what's going on with the news story here? Let's get back to that. Let's get back to that. So the office can't create new leasing terms for oil and gas operators because the contracts are all fixed in state law, and the legislation has set most of those provisions back in the 70s. So they're kind of locked into what they have. The state leases lands for other purposes, you know, grazing, renewable energy, but apparently oil and gas account for, surprising, more than 90% of the leasing revenue, putting about $900 million a year into the new mexico state coffers what was that bit on recycled water okay so the land office they're the the new satellite technology to take aerial photographs of state lands and catch littered and contaminated sites garcia richard said and she recently banned the commercial sale of fresh water from public land to fossil fuel companies to encourage them to use recycled water she says state land is a public resource and needs to remain a resource for years to come Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, what what I'm
0: taking from that is they're using low-hanging fruit by saying, okay, if we ban it from federal land, that's what the environmentalists want, okay? And then her quote, what was her
1: quote again? State land is a public resource, and it needs to remain a resource for years to come. I take that responsibility of the office very seriously. So does she believe that state tax
0: dollars are a public use too because the oil and gas companies pay a shit ton of
1: taxes well and apparently at least in new mexico uh, almost what i'm getting at is that
0: she what she's doing is taking low-hanging fruit and doing low-hanging pandering too yeah okay now let's back the train up a little bit more in that sentence before you mentioned something about Uh, She was banning? What was that? What was the word ban? She's banning freshwater
1: sales? Yeah, she's banning freshwater sales. Rather than... She's banning the commercial sale of freshwater from public land to fossil fuel companies. To encourage recycled recycled water. water.
0: Okay, so this is, again, where leadership is going the wrong direction. Oil and gas companies are all about bottom line. Mm -hmm. They're about saving money. Yeah. Okay? So... If they're if they're going to play this game, it's not going to work. What they should do is say if you use recycled water, we're going to discount. Yeah. That's that's what they that's how they need to attack incentive, the oil and gas companies. Incentivize to it say if, if you do something that's going to change the behavior in companies mm-hmm. and it's going to make our job easier so we can go to our constituents and say, "Hey, they're recycling water." Because that's really all they want. They want to be able to go to their constituents and say, they're doing this. So by banning something, they're saying, it's my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. We didn't like that Trump said that. But now that we say it, it's okay.
1: Well, and that's what they're doing. What you've got is 50 states that are, you know, New Mexico, Colorado, states like that, where they are basically taking a look at everything they can do that looks good. It doesn't really do anything like I look at this, you know, like you do is the recycled water thing. It's all about the bottom line, which a lot of times goes hand in hand with efficiency. Right. Mm-hmm. And we talk about carbon offsets and stuff like that with this climate change uh, Paris agreement. I'm wondering about how about offsets that make more sense with oil and gas and government, you know, okay, we can do this. Help us do that. I think, I think we got to go the other way instead of
0: giving these politicians and these appointed leaders, More options, I think we gotta take options away because these are simple problems. These are simple, these are very one-sided arguments that are being won in the media. So I keep going back to let's let's not give them more options and justifications. No. Hold your ground. Like, don't apologize that you're an environmentalist and Qualify saying Well you know These guys are really Good environmentalists. Well assume they are Because the minute That you put that Justification out there They won You're now reacting They won That's why We're not apologizing Here at the crude life Anymore for a lot Of this stuff Because we're out Planting trees We're out Recycling highways Doing stuff We're adopting pets We're actually We're we're not influencers We're doers Yeah you get shit
1: done You're You you look at the big picture, but one of the things I like about you is you live in your three foot world. It's what can you do around you that makes something positive happen? Whether it's the frackleberry hound coming in, whether it's the highway, you know, any of that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's what we need to see: is instead of this tit for tat, let's see some actual action doing. What's the next news story? It's, let's wow. spe- speaking. of Okay, you action. know what? Talking about uh, uh, wells, you know, and untapped, and I guess what they're called is orphan wells, right? So I did not know this, but America's first oil and gas rush began before the Civil War, with New York and Pennsylvania at the forefront. In 1821, the country's first gas well was drilled in Fredonia. The first Mm -hmm. oil well came to Rushford in 1860. So going back that far... New York State now has an estimated 35,000 abandoned oil or gas wells, while Pennsylvania has more than 600,000.
0: Ohio's really bad, too. They think
1: overall, America, the United States, has an estimated 2 million orphan wells. What this article is talking about is using drone technology to locate That's a low estimate, too. oil and gas wells. Yeah, and and in some cases, when they're, they're looking at wells that are, quote, capped, they're capped with everything from bowling balls to rocks to, oh yeah, you mean just whatever could be poured three, in three wheelers. Yeah. <laughs> they had to get rid of the three wheelers somehow. You know I mean? You well, gotta... no, cause they remember
0: they, they, they were
1: illegal three wheelers. That's right. Cause the they had trikes. before the yeah. Trikes. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. actually I, I, I wrecked a couple times on a trike when I was a kid, a lot of places just buried them. So yeah, I kind of like the, uh, uh, what was it? The ET extraterrestrial game back in the day. So the wells here pose multiple risks. This is something I hadn't thought about. Methane, Uh, greenhouse gas chemical reactions oh there's places in ohio where
0: if you're out on a nature hike you just might fall into an abandoned well you know this is one of those things it's there's no way of knowing well listen no
1: way yeah well it's it's kind of like you would never take your dog or your horse out there right because they're gonna go into a gopher hole or something
0: it would be like knowing where every moonshine shack is down south i mean because well seriously they didn't Back in the 1800s they didn't have a record for yeah. these things. Yeah, where's if, Bob's mill? Right? And if, and if somebody had oil in their backyard, well right. they were going to they were going to process it. Right. It's kind of like those people in Alaska who still use coal. Because it's on the beach, right?
1: It's there. It's they just, can they, pick it up.
0: They can walk in their backyard and pick up coal Man, and just that would go. Be th- awesome. Yeah, so I would love. That. It's a big chunk of coal. Throw it in there. There's this month's heat. Man, that's security
1: right there. I if know. you got a coal in your backyard, that's what's called a natural resource. I might have to move to Alaska. Right, so check so what's this the out. Story. Yeah. If this is interesting, if all orphaned and abandoned oil and gas wells in New York State were plugged the equivalent of nearly 750,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide could remove from the atmosphere, which is the equivalent of removing the cars of Buffalo for one year. So this makes me think this is something that somebody could do that wouldn't hurt an industry and would help my everybody, uh, man. My, my head hurts on that story.
0: Who, who's that by? What, uh, let's what see. news source is this?
1: This is from Binghamton University, State University of New York. Very liberal
0: college, very liberal college. So, well, okay, that no, no, that story contradicts itself. In the same story, the whole intro is: is they have no way of determining how many abandoned wells there are, and then they try to give you some sort of fact of how much methane they're going to pull out. They don't know.
1: Yeah, they don't, and that's why. So the,
0: the, there's no reason to give that hypothesis. That's a fear
1: mongering climate change story see i actually i took, i mean maybe maybe you're right i took something totally different oh, from my that head paragraph. hurts from that go ahead yeah. from that paragraph i took hey here's something we could do that would reduce carbon dioxide in the atmosphere without having to screw over oil and gas people
0: this is where my conspiracy mind comes in because what that did is that invoked an emotion out of you and that's what it was designed to do because there was no fact it was all speculation and there's no point in having that in a story so are you anti-capping wells? I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm anti-awful journalism.
1: Awful journalism. Yeah. yeah. That's well, I, I don't write it, man. I just and read it.
0: That, that Okay, what they did is they came up with a legitimate problem. Mm-hmm. They had several paragraphs from what you read to me of a legitimate news problem. <laughs> there's abandoned wells. There's no way to know how many there are, yep. and these are the reasons why. But here's what we do know is there's roughly this many. And I've even heard that there's 2 million just in California, okay? Just in California, I've heard there's 2 million. (laughs) Now, in this news story, on the East Coast, they're saying there might be 2 million across the country. So right away, I have a discrepancy Mm -hmm. of my knowledge because Curtis Shuck, I trust him. Mm -hmm. He's out of Montana, okay? So he's been... He's been doing this for a while. He used to be out in Vancouver, Washington, uh, at the Port Authority. He's got he's got extensive knowledge in this type of stuff, and he he understands his shit before he talks about it, right? So <laughs> that's a rare thing nowadays. Right, right away, I'm going okay. Well, this news story, I disagree with something, but I'm going to let it go because nobody knows how many abandoned wells there are. Okay,
2: that's right. They don't. So nobody knows. Yeah.
0: Even even the Texas Railroad Commissioner Christy Craddock. Who's on this program talked about? They don't even know in Texas because there was wells developed before all the the proper uh, uh, recording. Yeah. Okay, in fact, they so say then that. Yeah. it transforms into oh, but if we did this, if we if we if we speculate, speculate, speculate. Here's a greater future that'll make you feel good, and you and that's what you you did. You you mm-hmm. went right for it, and that's what I'm saying is that they teach you in journalism not to do that stuff. And now that that stuff's gone, this is all normal. It just sort of the, it's just the, sorry, the, sorry just sort man. Of the, you, no, just, hey, man. You, you, like
1: I said, that story made my head hurt. I guess so. Well, you want to hear the cool part about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Actually. Okay, okay. Go on. The cool part is they're using <laughs> drones. All right, they're using drones that were originally tagged for helping find unexploded ordnance in Ukraine.
0: It's like that. My cousin Vinny... Part where the big supercharged engine modifier is that diesel powered? <laughs> That's what this is now. Now you're bringing in the really turbocharged, cool part That's of the story. That's a trick question. This is really well done, by the way. This story is really. I'm going to have to send this. This to is you. like we would study this in persuasive speaking. Actually, wow. This is the type of thing we would study in persuasive speaking.
1: Okay, go on. Go on. So when they tried out their well detecting drone, which uses uh, looks for magnetic anomalies. So, you know, basically oil Mm -hmm. casings and stuff like that. As well as leaks. Yep. Leaks from the earth. They finally Mm -hmm. tried out the detecting drone at a Catarungus Catarungus County site where 11 wells had previously been mapped on foot. It worked. In just over three hours, they located 72 wells in the same area. So long-term plans to adopt a strategy to locate abandoned wells is what they're trying to do. And they're looking for funding. I just think it's always interesting, you know, like w- with the Bitcoin, Great American Mining, with drone technologies, with the sniffing dogs on pipelines. I just love the use of technology that's either totally old school, you know. I mean, man's best friend is about as old school as it gets. And then stuff like this. You know, because you talk about bottom line and efficiency, drones helping to, to locate, you know, and keep a tap on lines and stuff like that. I could really see that as a, as a, as a really cool future. Drones are a slippery slope. <sighs> everything's a slippery slope now we've said it in every segment here <laughs> um oh yeah i'm totally frightened drones drones,
0: drones okay perfect world drones they fly over a crop of sunflowers yeah. a crop of uh, uh potatoes and when they notice that there's a uh p- disease or a pathogen in real time and this stuff is actually available right now in real time they'll alert say a, a robot on the ground mm-hmm. a four-wheeler that'll go over and like perfume mist dude i think this was a okay. tom Selleck movie you're so describing. you've got one the drone flying overhead being the eye in the sky mm-hmm. and then in real time it alerts a little four-wheeler robot to go and spray the the, the pesticide so what it's doing is you're reducing your pesticides by 90 to 99 percent yeah it's because, about being more efficient right it's because you're getting pinpoint accuracy good intelligence okay, so there's that part of it same thing with pipelines You know where the pipelines are, Mm -hmm. so you can fly over. And at the same time, while you're flying over and doing the other things, well, then you can layer in all these other things where, well, we can search for pipelines and do, I'm sorry, search for abandoned wells and monitor pipelines Mm -hmm. and check for pathogens.
1: And you see what I mean? Because it's a computer. It can do whatever it wants. And listen to all your conversations and and video records. And 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 (laughs) that's where
0: where the slippery slope comes (laughs) because pretty soon – You know, the police, they're just going to go to work and all of a sudden they're going to be like, hey, John, go over to uh, sector four, check out 1402 and see they got a 1299, which you just made all that up, didn't you? uh, Yeah, totally. (laughs) But at the end of the day, maybe they're growing pot. Right. And because there was a little bit of extra heat coming out of there Mm. that the drone picked up that then alerted as a lead to the police force and that sort of thing. And yeah, one out of a hundred is right. Yeah. But the other 99 are not. And well, so now it's, you've
1: created this whole new—it's a mobile surveillance platform. It's, yeah, but uh, it, it has all of the potential hallmarks for disaster. Absolutely, totally, and Absolutely. and it's exactly—that's right. a danger so, we always play with in our society.
0: It's let's go to the next news story because that 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 a to get little your, bit too propaganda for me. I didn't yeah, enjoy that man, one. That's
1: that's God. I was all excited about it too. Bingham. Okay. I think Tony Tony Cornheiser uh, went there. Are you one of those elitists? He is. Yeah. Okay, invasive carp, Asian carp is getting Ascot a new name and a public makeover to draw. What's going more on with eaters. the Asian carp, Asian man? Carp. I love Would the you Asian care carp. for a plate of slimehead or some orange roughy? Now, I went to boarding school, and orange roughy meant something totally different. So it's the same fish, but one sounds much more palatable than the other. The U.S. National Marine Fisheries Service gave the slimehead a rebranding in the late '70s in an effort to make the underused fish more marketable. I'm okay. thinking they could have caught this at the beginning. What was the slimehead called? It is. It was called a slimehead.
0: Yeah, and what is it called now?
1: Orange Ruffy. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, no, so I didn't either.
0: Okay, I yeah. did know that lobster was considered inhumane to give prisoners at one time. Why? Oh yeah. Why? Because it was the crustacean. It was a cockroach of the sea. Okay. And in Maine, they would not give lobsters to the prisoners because it was considered inhumane. And so Weird how food then there's changes, been a rebranding. Yeah. Uh, Edward Bernays. The uh, nephew of Sigmund Freud. Mm-hmm. He was one of the great marketeers. In fact, he came up with the term public relations because propaganda was bad by Germany. Sure. And so, uh, Department of Propaganda, Ministry of mm-hmm. Propaganda. And Edward Bernays got people to eat bacon. It was considered the, a throwaway. It was uh, salt. It was yeah, the underbelly, pork, yep, yep. underbelly of yep. a pit. Same uh, with brisket so and stuff like that. that he was, got uh, uh, good looking uh, housewives mm-hmm. in magazine ads cooking eggs and bacon mm-hmm. for breakfast, and it became an American. But Edward Bernays, he'd get uh, cigarettes, so he did a rebranding of that. He got women to, what do you call them? Uh, Torches of Freedom. Torches of Freedom. He got a bunch of women, of de- debutantes, mm-hmm. um, elitists, socialites, to walk down, <laughs> Ma- I believe it was Madison Avenue in New York, and he got all the newspapers in the area to take pictures, to take pictures of around. women uh, torches of Freedom. I, be- I believe that's what it was called. Man, it must have
1: been hard to put together a so, PR thing back then.
0: They're doing this with the Asian carp. That is fantastic I because love it. the Asian carp is an invasive species in the Mississippi yep. and it's wreaking havoc. It's wreaking havoc. And. It's like the boa constrictor down in Florida to where they'll just let you kill them all day long. It doesn't, there's no limit. They encourage it. In fact, they they call it a season. That's just... That's whacking day, isn't it? Right. And with the Asian carp, though, the motor agitates them. And so they jump out after you. Right. And so they flip out. So there's people with bow and arrows. It's a sport on the Mississippi. Try to hit them on the fly, huh? They'd have a fish... Whatever bow, bow and arrow fishing, it's awesome.
1: <laughs> I suppose, but do you get to keep the fish, or does it go right back into the water? Well, the arrows are on a rope. Okay, so you haul and it so in. you haul it Dude, in. That has got to be one of the most metal so things I've they, ever they heard. They bring these like That's bass awesome. boats or
0: whatever on the Mississippi, yeah. so they can agitate the waters and up come these fish. Oh, and man! Oh, the videos are great because they go got do them. And, we got them that. in slow motion on YouTube and stuff. But anyways, what's going on with the Asian carp? They're okay, going so, to uh, uh,
1: feed carp to people? Nah. Illinois officials and their partners want to give the invasive Asian carp, threatening the Great Lakes, a similar makeover
0: illinois went pot recreation about a year ago now all of a sudden the asian carp is delicious
1: (laughs) interesting (laughs) Hmm. the goal is to grow the fish's image as a healthy delicious organic sustainable food source which will in turn get more fishermen removing more tons of the fish from the rivers just outside of lake michigan this is like what you're talking about we want you to kill as many as possible well, oh, yeah, because they wreak havoc. They yeah. they
0: go in and they they eat parts of the rivers that they're not supposed to eat. It's like the zebra mussels. Yeah, nature's way of cleaning because it actually it's cleaning the water. Actually, the zebra mussels. Oh, are. I've seen
1: some lakes around here that look like they're in the Caribbean. I mean, they're they're just crystal blue. They're uh, that's zebra mussels. I know, but I'm, they
0: but they take out a lot of yeah, wildlife. It
1: makes things look pretty, but it's sterilizing the lake. Nature's way yeah. of balancing all the boats. Yeah, actually, Seriously. probably. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm being dead serious. So they, they don't have a name yet. It's being kept tightly under wraps for a big rollout in June, prior to the Boston Seafood Show in July. They're not going to call it Asian Fighting Carp or whatever That would be awesome. Well, the only place I've ever seen carp on a
0: menu is on a Vietnamese menu. It's deep fried with the head
1: on it. Apparently, because I don't care for any kind of fish, Asian carp is a plankton feeder. So it's a different type of oh. flesh, much cleaner, sweeter tasting meat than the bottom feeders that yeah. we're used to. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. So that would make, uh, I would make, think all the difference in the world, right? tastes like a whale then. I have no idea. A whale Wait, Have you plankton. eaten a whale? No. How do you eat, what? No, I haven't. <laughs> but whales eat plankton, right? Yeah. Okay, so Asian carp were introduced in the 60s and 70s to control algae blooms. Isn't it funny Sift how we- Sift through their baleen? We keep trying- that's their teeth, yeah, and I know that because I read bedtime stories. Tell me
0: more, Mister Science. <laughs> Anyways, go
1: on. Sorry, what was your? What well, was you know, it's just interesting that we. It's like we re- we react to something, right? As a society, as a as a government, mm-hmm. or whatever, where we go, "Ah, oh, that's bad. That's not safe. Asbestos or something like that." In this case, they're trying to. They brought them in in the sixties and seventies to try to control algae blooms. That agricultural facilities and other things like that help. We with. brought the Asian carp in. We brought it in on purpose. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's what's interesting. I didn't either. Is that, But that's what's interesting to me is it's like a, we brought it in to try to address a problem that we had created, mm-hmm. and then we created another problem. Almost makes you wonder. <laughs> like, this is an example like the of the definition definition of environmentalists insanity. think they know better. Well, that's what this is. Maybe an example of you know just taking a shot, you know, being no, like, I don't know, is, let's
0: bring some carp in, and see what happens. This is an example of the environment. No, because this is no, this is environmental money going towards environmental mines, and this was the solution they came up with. Hmm. This was, I mean, this wasn't a bunch of oil companies sitting down saying, "Hey, let's balance the ecosystem by bringing an Asian carp." Yeah. No, this was the DNR people. This is like the problems with Yellowstone that the, the, you know that I've been talking about before. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was the environmentalists too. These are the people who go to school to become environmentalists, all right? In the media right now, the people who've gone to school to be journalists, they're the ones creating the problems right now in the well, media. Yeah. I mean, or totally.
1: Yeah, dude, that's a whole other subject. But, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The people who are, are supposed to be leaders are not. Well, I think, yeah, I think the problem is is that uh, any anybody who is a real leader is afraid to stick their neck out if they're in a position of leadership, and everybody else thinks they're a leader. Well, they like their granite home. So they like their check granite this out. marble. In counters. order to try to deal with this problem, yeah. there's plans it. and works for 778 million Asian carp barrier at the Brandon Rock roadlock and dam on the De Plain River, about 27 miles southwest of Chicago and Juliet. The barrier will include electricity, unappealing sounds for fish, and gates of bubbles as well. What deterrence. are you talking about, barrier? What do you mean? To keep them from getting into the Great Lakes. Yeah. This is incredible. So they're trying to basically rebrand it so that more people will eat it so there'll be less fish, and they're building basically the Marginet line or whatever the French had against the, right?
0: <laughs> they're building the wall They're Mexico. building the wall. <laughs> They're, they're, they're building the great wall of china but they're keeping the asian carp out of the great lakes it's the great wall of china I wonder what kind
1: of music they use tool that'd be awesome oh man this is this 10, is such 000 a days of under the water what a weird story it took a lot of turns dude i this is another thing i did a lot know. of turns i think of asian story. carp i think of a, I think of a carp i think of a small fish most of these guys 20 to 50 pounds yeah, they're big. They're, they're big huge. silver fish. Yeah, yeah, they look like they could take your head off. That's least... what I
0: mean. If they can figure out a way that people eat them, I I'll, I'm all for it. I didn't realize that we brought them in. Well, the trout's an invasive species. You know that that was brought in a lot of by them the I, as I understand is we brought the them into you pheasants. Know, yeah, you know, is pheasants to try to take care of something else. Invasive species, or they just want meat for that. Yeah. that particular culture back in the t- day. Yeah, they didn't understand that it would. You know, like a musky. If, if a muscalunge, a big muskie, gets into a small pond, well, pretty soon he's the only fish left. Right. He just eats everything. That's, it's the same kind of concept. You know, the Asian carp, well, if it's eating all the plankton, well, the perch used to eat the plankton, and now there's no perch anymore. Yeah. It's called the butterfly effect. Right.
1: So, well, it's yeah. that circle of life type
0: of thing, right?
1: All right. Well, good
0: news for those people who want to get out there. I mean, I remember when I brought that up, I used to do an outdoor show. Uh, I, I was the producer of it. I didn't host it. I was the producer. So I'd like to ask a lot of questions that would not get on the air. <laughs> and one of the questions I would ask when the zebra mussels came around was, can you eat them? Because if we can eat New Zealand mussels, Yeah. Why can't we, and they're, I guess they're just too small. They're yeah, just too small, I, I find so. them on the beach. To, uh, I guess in 50 years in the Midwest, we'll have know, zebra mussels when they get know. larger, I guess. Oh, geez. That's scary, yeah. right? They're going to come for us, keep man. Our, keep our boats going as long as they keep sucking it up, baby. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the news segment. Coming up next, we're going to work hard. It's World Shale Energy Day coming up, March seventeenth. Jim Shear is going to join us on the Swan Energy phone lines. That's going to do it for the play hard portion. That is Sterling. My name is Jason Spies. We'll see you
1: tomorrow. Because I got-
2: Music heard on The Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody Riverbank. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The crude life with Jason Speece. Thank you for joining the program today. If You
0: want
3: to look at America? You go to Permian and the Bakken, and and that's what America should be united as one. And that's exactly what we are. And and then you know that's what I love about the oil and gas industry. One county in Kansas. One single county produced nine percent of the world's oil that was the oil that won world war one as a british said from the floor of parliament the allies floated to victory
1: on a sea of oil
4: work sticked out here in the permian basin
1: yeah leadership really needs to take a look at how we've been doing things and constantly make changes in how we can do things better
2: Commodities are always,
0: always, always, any commodity business, whether it's milk or whether it's oil or whether it's apples, they
4: always are boom or bust because the solution to low prices is high prices, the solution to
1: high prices is, you know, is high prices.
4: It's a big issue. You know, it's kind of
3: red riding hood syndrome here. People making out the industry to be the big bad wolf. And on top of that, you know, you would get a nice increase in pay, as I'm sure most of us all know, when you move to oil field areas, you get a, a nice little bump and pay. After him and I having five margaritas over at the Cork and Pig, I called my boyfriend and I was like, hey, do you want to move to Texas? And he was like, yeah, when, when are we moving? <laughs> and honestly, we moved about a month after that.
2: This oil and gas industry, I've met some of the best people I've ever met in my life doing this. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy phone lines.
3: My name is Jim Shearer from World Shale Energy Day.
2: Excellent. Thank you for
0: joining the program here today, World Shale Energy Day. Did I hear that right?
3: That's a mouthful, and yes, you have it correct. World Shale Energy
0: Day. Well, let's start off by talking about what World Shale Energy Day is.
3: Well, it's great to chat. Let me tell you a little bit about World Shale Energy Day, which is a celebration of the great organic-rich black shales that are found worldwide.
0: You said the black shales?
3: Black shales, organic-rich black shales. They're uh, a gift of nature from uh, 1 and 200 million years ago where sediments were laid down and then compacted and evolving from this were hydrocarbons that we've been tapping uh, ever since or methane or natural gas and petroleum.
0: How did this World Shale Earth Day come about? And talk to me a little bit about the genesis.
2: Well, it's
3: great that you actually said that misnomer. You said World Shale Earth Day, and that's actually how it got started. So Earth Day just had its 50th anniversary last uh, March. And those of us professionals in the shale industry thought, gosh, you know, every day is Earth Day with the shale industry. So we should have our own day and celebrate in like manner around the world the tremendous benefits of shale energy, shale gas, and petroleum.
0: I should point out that I didn't plan that. No, I really did screw that up. That was <laughs> that was 100% organic. <laughs> <laughs> Wordplay there, too. Uh, talk to me about the date, when it is, and, and just kind of some of the details about it.
3: Great. Well, the date we selected is March 17th, 2021, after scratching a lot of heads to come up with what date was a, a good day. There were many contenders, but we picked March 17th because in 1949 it was the first commercial fracking day, hydrofracking, horizontal drilling, and uh, a, uh, a yield of um, commercial quantities of natural gas and oil. So, therefore, we decided to set that day once a year as an annual celebration of World Shale Energy Day, March 17th.
0: Interesting. I didn't realize that about the uh, date, the significance.
3: Well, as I said, it was a challenge. Uh, Many of us uh, threw out many ideas about what day would be best to uh, be challenged to find the first recovery of natural gas, right, and the first date of the recovery of oil. These things go back millennia, so uh, we just simply picked a commercial uh, um, uh, fracturing job that yielded a commercial quantity of uh, natural gas.
0: And this is a global um, movement, is that correct? That's a
3: good question. So, yes, it is the World Shale Energy Day. It could also be called an international shale energy celebration or a global shale love fest this is a, a group of people who who are uh, part of the industry who want to shale uh, share and celebrate uh, during events on that single day the uh, transformative nature of organic rich black shale and also the innovations like horizontal drilling and and rock tickling and fracturing that uh, that allow that uh, shale to liberate that Gas and oil that's been trapped there for a few hundred million years—it's really a, a nature's gift to us all—that uh, we can uh, now get to something that's been sitting there, uh, made for free and and more easily um, captured than ever before.
0: World Shale Energy Day. Now, if my notes are right, happening March 17th—is that correct?
3: That's right, March 17th, all day, 24-hour. A celebration, everybody can be involved. If you go to the website, you'll get details at worldshaleenergyday.org, that's O-R-G. And uh, sponsors and participants are building now uh, a group of uh, activities and celebrations. Some are doing celebrations in their home offices. Some are doing celebrations by having lectures and webinars. Some are celebrating by uh, taking tours to, to facilities, But with the overlay of, uh, overlay of COVID, uh, there'll be a little bit different celebration this year than the next year. Hopefully, we'll have more of a, an in-person celebration everywhere.
0: A lot of it's going to be over social media, I imagine, with the pandemic and some of the restrictions from state to state. Talk to me about how you guys are raising awareness. You, you did a little bit, but you know, just kind of in a concerted effort, okay. how you're going to raise awareness, some of the distribution outlets. I mean, coming on The Crude Life is one way, so you don't have to name that. We're already doing that.
3: <laughs> well, the nice thing is that uh, the Internet is everywhere, right? So while it's true that shell formations are not found in every country, there, there are certainly beneficiaries worldwide. So you use the Internet and social media with this newfangled thing called a hashtag, right, the pound sign or the at sign, and you can post on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram, any and all messages, and you'll see more and more postings come up from all of the uh, sponsors and partners and friends of this this um, uh, this um, celebration. So this is actually day one, the inaugural World Shale Energy Day, so we call it day one of One day for shale energy.
0: Somebody listening might want to participate. They might want to sponsor. They might want to help out. How can somebody do all the above?
3: That's great that you asked because the website tells all. So at worldshaleenergyday.org website, www.worldshaleenergyday.org are ways to make donations with the PayPal button, and you can fill out the contact form and say how you'd like to participate. And it could be individuals who simply want to celebrate. Uh, We expect celebrations in a couple hundred countries around the world, and those are people who who have been beneficiaries of shale energy. Many don't know that all of our hospitals and cogeneration plants and factories and uh, enterprises and schools use natural gas and, and oil and, uh, and we're all beneficiaries in some way and there are industries that build tools and utilities that help all this work so we expect a worldwide celebration and uh, social media on the internet is the way we're going to spread the word.
4: Looks like
0: you guys are taking donations on your website, too. Talk to me about uh, the donation process or the sponsorship process. How, how are you guys, you know, making money? you got to give yourself a plug.
3: That's great. So uh, small and large donations are, are posted on the website at the Donate Now button uh, using any debit card, credit card, PayPal account. It's easy. It's um, frictionless. It's... Um, encrypted it's safe it's uh it's the standard way to make a donation no checks have to be cut written or sent you simply just go online now which is really nice because with covid and uh, people wanting to do things touchlessly it's uh, easy to do that and sponsors send us their logo a high resolution logo and we put their logo on the website with a link back to their website to bring them more traffic and more attention uh, and we will post up their pictures of the celebration. We'll post up their text of the uh, the innovations that they've uh, come up with, and uh, the teams and upstream and midstream and downstream all can be celebrated. So, if you have a story you want to tell and you want to show it on uh, the website World Shell Energy Day, we'd be happy to post it there. And we're thrilled to have supporters and sponsors and uh, media partners. Uh, it's uh, it's our first year, so we have modest expectations. But year over year, we hope to uh, grow this initiative and this brand to be um, an important contributor to marketing in the the uh, world shale energy market.
2: Heard on the crude life morning show Play Hard Work Hard is by the Moody Riverbank. Jason
0: Speece. Thank you for joining the program today.
2: You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them.
4: We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us. And especially you, Jason.
3: Without, without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here
2: were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. Well, that
3: we've got people like you to pay attention, and bring us information on stuff like this.
2: Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're they're too low right now. Like, our margins are in the single percentage point. If we're lucky, man, we're not lucky that often.
3: You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more
1: important to shareholders. I can speak for my 20 companies, they take it very serious.
2: It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week
1: jason i love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that uh, that lead to the most important truths.
4: hey this is kevin kramer representing proudly
1: the state of north dakota in the united states senate talking to jason speese who's like the best energy interviewer in the world no one does an interview like jason speese
4: we all like living the crude
2: life so the crude life with host jason speese My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude
0: Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer in just a moment. Part of our exclusive interview with U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer, right here on the Crude Life Daily Update.
4: Uh, Addressing Keystone and DAPL separately, because they really are separate. They're not just separate pipelines. Of course, one's international. One is interstate. One, the Keystone course, being the international pipeline, gives a great deal of authority to the president because it's international, because it crosses the border. That means it wires a presidential per- That is under the purview of the president with the uh, direct involvement of the State Department. The other thing about the Keystone Pipeline, I-, I think to differentiate a little bit, Jason, is that the Keystone Pipeline has, besides that obvious federal nexus, it has a lot of other federal nexus r- along the route. So, so obviously, Keystone has more of a federal nexus, therefore, more of an opportunity for presidential mischief. The Dakota Access Pipeline, of course, originates and ends in the continental United States. It has very little federal uh, nexus. In fact, the only real federal nexus is in North Dakota, that 0.2 miles or you know, 1,000 feet or whatever it is, underneath the Missouri River south of the Bismarck. That is really the only federal nexus. And, and it carries... 100% U.S. crude, whereas the Keystone carries basically 100% or would carry basically 100% Canadian crude. So, so those distinctions are important when you consider what the president's doing. So it was easy for the president to issue an executive order repealing a presidential permit. Um, and that's a pretty big problem, obviously, for the Keystone, because without that, it cannot cross border, the international border. You know, it's also again being litigated in several places. The Keystone carries no no U.S. crude, so it's of less it's of less um, direct importance to, to Americans. However, the jobs that it creates, both in the building as, and the maintenance, of course, are American jobs. So that's not unimportant. The oil that it sends is not from Venezuela, but rather from our good friends in Canada. That's important.
0: To listen to the full-length exclusive interview with U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to join our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts on Facebook, YouTube, even the Twitters. Go to CrudeLife.com, click on the social media tab. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember... Energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
2: The Crude Life is sponsored in part by It
0: Takes an Industry to Build a Forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out
2: theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard.